and welcome to the 31st episode of More, a podcast designed to inspire, encourage and support women to make changes both big and small in their lives. And this week we're talking all about money. I'm Jo Merritt. I'm a mum of two and a wellness advocate. I'm Serena Novelli, a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach and a busy mummy to five. Okay, today I'm really, really excited to be talking to Storm, who is a financial coach. She's a mum of two. Storm Copestate, you live in Cobham, Surrey. Tell us something about yourself. Hi, Serena and Joe. It's lovely to talk with you both today. Um, so I am really passionate about women's mental health. Um, and this is something I've been working with for, for a long time now. I... I'm a hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. and that has really kind of struck me over the last few months is how deeply women's finances affect their mental health. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 Um, I know this only too well. (laughs) This was my route into meeting you, wasn't it? It was. Yes, Joe. And, you know, while, while I absolutely love hypnotherapy and helping women with mindset and the root cause of the issues they're experiencing, I felt that there was just, you know, some kind of practical element from what I do. So I trained as a financial coach and I am absolutely loving helping women to build a better relationship with money. Brilliant. Help Brilliant. That's feel, wonderful. Yeah. Feel calmer, more in control, more confident. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. you always feel so much happier when you know that the bills are paid um, and you've got a little bit of money in your purse. But one thing mm. that I'm not really good at is saving. So I'm a mm. mummy of five um, <laughs> and I had my eldest when I was 18. So I didn't have a career, didn't have any any savings or anything at that time Mm. and so it was just like hand to mouth as I go and it's kind of continued Mm. that way I'm 43 now so um, it's been a long time so I've gone all of this time without saving Um, so like this year's been quite tough um, where businesses businesses changed the money situations have changed Um, yeah yeah (laughs) I have got good credit so I have taken out credit cards and used that which is not ideal because obviously that's Mm. popping me into more more financial Mm. strain because then I I need to find the money to pay back my card um Mm. so do you think that at my age it's still um easy to be able to save for things that I may really want or do you think it's a little bit too late you know, Serena, it is never too late. It's it's absolutely never too late, Serena. And it's a good time to start thinking about that. You know, and is it a mindset you hear a lot? Is it too late? Yes. And even from people much younger than you, you know, wow. who worry that, you know, they've left they've been working for, you know, 10, 15 years and right. haven't been saving. It's really common. And I I honestly think that this kind of goes back to a a root cause of not being taught anything to do with finances and managing money as as kids as young people um and it's something that I would really like to get involved with you know kind of teaching people from a young age how to do that would be wonderful yeah Yeah. 
Um, and it's something I try to bring into my coaching, you know, making things simple, making it understandable for people who, who find it frightening to think about money and um, saving and debt and sorting, sorting themselves out, really. How do you think we have managed to live in a world where it's become such a stigma? You know, the, the word debt frightens mm. the life out of people. It does me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd love to know the answer to that, Joe, because when I have, um, you know, an initial conversation with people, I have mm. to ask them a lot of questions about what their finances are like. And you mean people, to get to the root cause, you have to unravel a lot. Is that what you mean? Yeah, to, you know, unravel what's going on for them, where right. we can help, you know, what, what, what habits do they need to change in order to resolve things going forward? That was going to yeah. be one of my other questions because obviously mm. um, I'm, I'm 43 and I have, I have no savings. Mm. My husband doesn't have any savings either. We were obviously very young when we, when we started our family. Um, but one of my goals on my vision board is to become um, free, like be debt free. Um, and I always, <laughs> I have to move this goal because it's one thing that I for, and then it just doesn't happen. So I don't know if it's because I'm uneducated or if it's because I think, you know, it might be like you're talking about the mindset. My mindset then is like, well, I've never, never had any savings. So, you know, and I've, mm, I've survived, yeah. I've survived so far. So have you got any, um, any like great tips, like maybe for somebody like me um, who doesn't really have much money and is living hand to mouth mm. of how they can, how they can save? Absolutely. You know, Serena, I think it's important to understand that really, even if you're on a lower income, you can still make good choices, put money away um, and and save and, you know, prepare yourself for the future. So there are a few things that I would love to share that I found. Oh, please. Really yes. Helpful. Tell everyone and us. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best ways to start is by using a budgeting app to track your money. So there's lots available. And, you know, if you wanted some kind of very specific recommendations, I can do that. Um, I do have one. Mm -hmm. I did what you said, Storm. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> how did that work for you, Joe? How What is it like? Great. I'm still mm -hmm. learning, really, how to, um, how to get the most from it. Mm -hmm. The first thing it did is just make everything very crystal clear, the areas. Mm -hmm in yeah. which you know most of my money's going and you know yeah. what I'm even prouder about my sister's the queen of the excel spreadsheet and even she didn't know about it and she's like oh, I'm getting this this is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> so you know, just to awesome. explain to the listeners what what you do is you can in you install this app um, on your phone link it to yeah. your bank account and it tracks all your spending oh wow and you can then categorize it into into different categories and see you know exactly where is your money going yeah um and that's exactly what it did for me it made things mm. very clear whereas before mm. i'd always be making lists on piece of paper and mm. you know and it, it didn't categorize it for me i had to work that out myself whereas this is easy to see you know is my entertainment budget a little bit bigger than it should be you know mm. is there a way i can bring down all of those household expenditure you know the bills and that can mm -hmm. i switch my electricity up but it mm -hmm. it makes it very clear for you doesn't it storm absolutely it it becomes crystal clear where where you maybe might be spending a little too much sure. um where you could um, save you know, stop spending on 
smoothies or you know whatever whatever the case is sure and what what serena Mm. alluded to there's really important it's very empowering Mm. being in control and being knowledgeable about your spending yes absolutely um you know knowing how much is going out and how much is going in and and being able to make good decisions from there Um, i heard um mm -hmm. i listened to a podcast in the week it was um there was a guest speaking called david back i think his name i think it's how you pronounce it um he wrote something called the latte factor the the crux of it is very simple you know the idea it doesn't have to be your latte but something is there something small that you can either cut out or cut down that Mm -hmm. you even allocate the very smallest amount of money to and and those (laughs) savings add up but what was more important was the idea he said when your money comes in when your when your earnings or whatever it is comes in you pay yourself first and by that he was meaning if you're going to save money it's the first thing you do before you pay your mortgage your bills anything Mm -hmm. because he was saying now this i find this slightly odd the amount of money that's come in is the same but by by taking that small amount first, you then live to what you've got left as mm. opposed to you wait and you see what you've got left to save, but you never have anything left. Is that something you find a lot with people, Storm? Yes. What I would recommend for that is that you use one of these wonderful online digital banks that are cropping up. Uh-huh. You have banks like Monzo, Starling, Revolut. Um, yes. And they are amazing for managing your money. So what you can do is create savings pots. Right. Some big expenses everyone has every year. Christmas, birthdays, um, you know, the once a year expenses, maybe like insurance or your MOT, et cetera, right? Yes. Yeah. So create pots for each of those big expenses that kind of come around once a year. And you can do that with these online bank accounts, can you? Yes, and you can put in, um, you can set how much you would like to go into those um, pots on a monthly Mm -hmm. basis. So you're putting in 10, 15 pounds to whatever pot it is. Yeah. When that time comes around, you've got the money there saved. Yeah. And it's not this big expense that's um, coming out of your, your bank what do you say to people when they say mm. but but I, I literally don't have any uh, mm. any extra money to save every month track your spending why don't you have any extra so where right. you know, where is it going where can you save there's always a way um a really essential thing is to regularly do a price comparison on your bills and to see if you can yes. switch down to something that's going to save you a bit of money right yeah, mm-hmm. it's something I'm incredibly guilty of over the years, mm-hmm. even now. And I've been ex- much better, much, much more proactive over the last mm-hmm. two years because I've had to. Necessity has mm-hmm. made me examine every penny. But even this year, I must admit, I've been getting messages because I put myself on a tracking site and they've been mm-hmm. telling me for the last three months, you're paying too much for your electricity and your gas. And I'm still mm-hmm. putting it on the bo- bottom line and I need to move it up that list of priorities. Mm-hmm. It takes 15 minutes, Joe, but it is so worth the oh, don't show me up like that. <laughs> so one of the things that I tried to cut down on um, uh, about a year and a half ago now was my sky bill. It is huge. Mm. Um, and I only have the basic package um, and I only re- I'd never used the actual home phone. So the only reason that we have that bill is for 
our internet mostly and the kids watch a little bit of tv mm. every now and then and somehow i came off the phone paying more um i'm i'm Whoa. not sure how it happened but i ended up tied into um a new contract as well um so i don't think yeah. i'm very good at negotiating my bills <laughs> that's tricky serena you know there's definitely if you're not using the tv much I would definitely recommend moving that to a, a broadband only service and, you know, changing to something like Now TV, which is um, very low cost or free. Yeah, well, we, we use Netflix. Um, uh, we've, we've got a, mm. we, you know, there's free accounts for our Netflix and so my daughter can have it at uni mm. and my mother-in-law has it in Italy. So mm. we use that between us. And that's what we use, like, most of the time. We, we hardly mm. ever watch um what I call normal TV. Um so yeah. that's why I had I had gone there um to to do that. But I obviously I need the internet. I need the, the internet for yeah. my work. Um otherwise I wouldn't be able to work. Do you think some that what Serena's described there I hear a lot from people. Do you think some of us forget that we're dealing with huge companies and their aim is to make money out of us, isn't it? Absolutely, especially companies like Sky. They don't want you sure. to change. <laughs> Is, have you got tips for people for how you, mm. when you're talking to people in these professions, how do you stand your ground you know how do you make it clear that this is my budget you know, can, mm. can you say to these companies I'm going to take my business elsewhere and threaten to leave? You know I think it might be worth just leaving once and for all with, with wow okay so not just a threat and they hopefully no. bring it down because that's what people tell me but actually just yeah. saying no that's it I'm done with you you know you don't need it if you don't need the tv and all the rest of it you're paying for things you don't need so you know go on to you switch and do a search there yeah. um, you know find something that's that you need and that's you switch that contract and then cancel the other one just say you know what I don't need this do you think there's an aspect of that for a lot of things? Well, what percentage of things in people's lives these days do you think we, we pay for, but we really don't need if we look at things? Well, you know, I think, I think there's kind of, it's a, maybe a sensitive topic, but everything we've, we're going through at the moment with mm. the um, lockdown and, and all the rest of it is sure. really helping people to see how much they, they spend yeah. and they need to spend yeah sure so, you know, I, I did the same mm. I cancelled my gym subscription mm. because I wasn't sure where I would be at the end of lockdown anyway and I mm. started working out in the garden and at home and mm. I improvised and we are currently looking for a weight bench for my son's Christmas present which I will share but at the moment I've just been hefting anything that's heavy around the house and you know what mm. it works just as well you've lost a lot of weight I bet <laughs> well I lost some and I did put some back on but that's more lifestyle but you know I mean I, I think we we think we really need something and it's probably not the thing we need it's the feeling or the effect we get from it and if we can find that in a different way quite often you can cut the cost yeah I suppose absolutely I've um I'm the same but I'm more with like subscriptions to things that I would use in my business um so right I've got subscriptions for different areas um to different you know coaches um trainings and stuff and some of them I haven't even tapped into yet but every time I look at it and I think Right, I'm oh, yes. gonna, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rid of that one. I won't pay it anymore. I, then something crops up, and I think, oh, actually, that could come in handy. Um, so I think for me, like 
that would be a really good way to start saving is to get done the work that I'm in there to do so yeah. that I can unsubscribe yeah. and put that money towards either saving, um, you know, save in, in a saving pot or something for something else that I might need, like Christmas. I haven't even started Christmas shopping. Um, five kids mm. and 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 no money <laughs> I'm like I'm just hiding and pretending it's not happening right now <laughs> I think a lot of us do don't we we bury our head in the sand about the things that we feel like we can't yeah. face um I it always yeah. I always manage yeah. to survive and get through it and 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 get them bits um so I know it will mm. you know somehow some miracle will happen and and it will be all good mm. but I I always get the fear and I think this is the time of year where I panic the most Mm. and that's understandable I think Storm isn't it I think a lot of people get themselves in a lot of trouble over Christmas that is you know that's also a mindset thing Serena and you might want to look at you know what what are your beliefs around money um which which affect your spending habits and your you know if all your habits around money that might be quite interesting for yeah you. it'd be something I'd, I'd really like to mm. like find out a little bit more about my habits yeah can you tell listeners what you mean by that storm about um, the mindset around money? What, what do you mean by that? Sure. So, you know, we all create beliefs um, around uh, about the world around us when, when we're children. Mm-hmm. So up to the age of seven is where you're cre- creating the majority of the beliefs you hold about the world. And, what happens is, you know, you see how your parents are with money, you yeah. have experiences, you hear something and, you know, may, you might be taking it the wrong way, but that's irrelevant because you're creating a belief around it. Yeah, sure. So yeah. it sounds to me like Serena has this belief that she'll never keep money, but there will always just be enough. Yeah. And my mum right. used to and say, money doesn't grow on trees to me. That's one of the sayings that she used to say to me all of the time. Doesn't it? <laughs> well, it sure? definitely grows from paper. <laughs> so, I mean, it comes from paper, which comes from trees. So I think she was like yeah. <laughs> telling me little porkies. Mm. However, um, yeah, she did. And and it used to mm. be that if you asked the stuff, she would used to say, um, oh, I don't have enough mm. money for that right now. Um, we'll have to we'll yeah. have to wait yeah I used to hear that a lot as well which is fine yeah. because that yeah. then you obviously when you actually eventually get it you appreciate it more but I suppose yeah I did hear quite a few mm. and then you know how does that affect your business then Serena are you you know when you're um talking to cl- prospective clients do you have that fear for you yeah you know I I'm not going to get enough money if they don't um, pay me. I'm, I'm not going to have enough money. Yes, you know is I do, and I undercharge for mm. my my. I undercharge as well. Yes, I was going to say that we have this issue about what we're worth, the service that we offer, don't we? And it's some for some people, it can be very hard to get out of that mindset yeah. that you're not asking for a lot of money for the, other than the reasons you believe what you're offering is worth it's an exchange it's an exchange of energy and I think that is such an important thing for for yeah. women in business to understand why do you say women in business more than anything Storm? you know I just see it more pronounced in women men tend right. to have a different attitude towards money it just seems is that do you think due to history men were the men were always believed to and expected to be the breadwinner yeah I think it's got a lot to do with how how um 
you know, historically people are brought up. Um, the men will provide, men need to get a good job. They need to be mm-hmm. the ones earning the money and um, taking care of their family. Therefore, us as women expect, you know, we need to be taken care of and looked after. And that's not a sure. role to, to save and to keep the money. But that's not true at all. Well, also, I don't think that it helps that it really wasn't that long ago, when you look at the scale of humanity, that women weren't even allowed their own bank accounts. Absolutely. If they'd earned a lot of money, mm-hmm. they needed their husband's permission then to put it in their own account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think, I, I think we can be forgiven, so to speak, for um, perhaps carrying around these these beliefs, but that also we need to change them. There has to be a change because I've seen, I have seen so many women as they've got older, they lose a husband, they're all over the place, they don't know what they're doing. Mm. I've come out of a divorce, I handed over all my financial dependence during my marriage. Big mistake, should never have done that because I've come unstuck. And then I see the women who are happily married but still have no financial control whatsoever. And I just feel that something's got to change here. I completely agree. And this, you know, this is one of the big reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing yeah my yeah my yeah I think it must make it very interesting sorry I was gonna say one of the good things my mum did tell me was to open my own account and have my own money separate to um family money with my husband um so obviously we pay our bills and we share that through our own money but we always have had our own separate accounts we've never had an account together um, and for me, that's a really mm. good thing because my husband spends like anything. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> um, whereas I'm a little <laughs> bit more cautious because I'm thinking ahead of different things that we might need to pay for. You know, Serena, it's it has to be a joint effort when when you have a family and you're working together. Um, so, you know, I would definitely recommend that you're looking at your finances together Um to resolve any kind of issues that are there. Aside from the practical steps that you've given us, which have been fantastic today, we've talked about mindset. What would you advise an, a, a female listener particularly to go away and what can they do? What can they do to change these beliefs and these mindsets? Well, first you need to identify what the the root cause is. You know, where, where did you, what are your beliefs around money mm-hmm. and where did they come from? And then you need to really start working quite hard to change those beliefs. Um, yeah. that's not, it is hard. It, it really is. Yes, it is hard because, you, you know, you're changing it. You need to change it at a subconscious level so that you're no sure. longer being subconsciously controlled by those beliefs. Yeah. Um, and you can do that by affirmations, by, co- you know, constantly catching yourself and checking those thoughts that are coming up um those limiting beliefs around money so a friend of mine um she is um she is she does all of like the angelic healing um she's very big on money mindset um and she told me that um when you get paid um the first thing you should do with your money is treat yourself to something whether that be um, something that's like a pound or something that's 10 pound or if that's just going for lunch with a friend because the energy mm-hmm. that you're vibrating on when you're the first mm-hmm. thing you think of is the bills that you need to pay is a negative energy so if you can 
think mm-hmm. of your earnings right. and think, okay, I've been paid, so now it's time to treat myself, whether that just be something small or a little bit more extravagant. Um, so it's like a law of yeah. attraction thing. It's not coming from a place no. of scarcity. Yeah, so instead of coming from saying? a place of lack, you're coming from a place of abundance. So that's kind of where the mindset bit comes in, where you need to start to date, is you need to kind of Absolutely. flip that switch. <laughs> that's wonderful. I've mm. never heard that. That's incredible. Yeah, you are change. You know, you are changing the way you're acting and reacting to money, and you know, raising your vibration around money is is equally as important as changing your habits around it. Yeah, and you know, I agree. You do something nice for yourself, but you know, within reason. Yeah, as that's well. what you said, obviously. So I found something very useful. Yeah. This week, I've been. I started at the beginning of last week. First of all, I have started being able to say I love money rather than feeling fearful and, and, and negative. And Storm knows my history with money here. But also, I started opening my account every single morning without fear or trepidation. And at some point this week, there was really not very much in there, I'm telling you. And I was looking at the fact that there was something positive. Oh, I have enough to pay that bill. Oh, I have money in every account. Um, you know, I, I am not in a position where there's a minus figure in my account. I tried to find something positive to tell myself about money because I am, as Storm knows, really trying to change my relationship with money yeah, and my beliefs really around it. Yeah, really do, I think, because I, I do the complete opposite. I do not look in my bank account unless I really have to. And then I'm packing as it's loading. <laughs> Please let there be money in there. Please let it be in there. Right. Um, because I don't, I, yeah. I, yeah, but I'm usually quite pleasantly surprised and I've been quite good and the money's in there for my bills. But I do, I am... I do worry about it all month long. It's like as soon as all of the bills are finished mm-hmm. um, and all come out, then I start worrying straight away again. Wow. Yeah. I think it's common, isn't it? Especially this year, it's been very common. With it people. is so common, and you know, there's so there's a lot of people going through some some really hard things at the moment. So you know, give sure. yourself some credit, Serena. You you're doing well, and you know you're 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 doing fine and it's just about now kind of making some small changes changing your mindset yeah. around money and it'll get you yeah. something else i've realized serena is that actually how does that serve you that feeling of fear and that feeling of um negativity around the finances it i mean from what i can work out it doesn't make a damn bit of difference to how no it doesn't um, and accounts, the thing is it? yeah it's just and the us, thing is it, it, it affects my you know, I love what I do work-wise and I love helping people but there are days when I think you know what I'm just going to give it all up I'm going to go and get myself a nine-to-five job something that I wouldn't like doing um, just because then that way I know that the money's a bit more secure because when you're um, self-employed when you've got your own business it's up to you to create that income right um which is really hard, but I, but I'm a stubborn mule and I won't ever give up. That's my, <laughs> even if I go back round in the same circles over and over again, I won't give up. Right. Yeah. Storm, you must see it a lot with people. This, this juggle between, do I do something that pays even though I don't enjoy it? Or do I do something I enjoy even though it doesn't particularly pay? Well, wow. you know, I think that is something that most self-employed people will struggle with on a regular basis mm-hmm. mm. um, and it's hard because you do have your passion and your vision and you know what you want for yourself and your life and your family and admitting defeat is not 
you know, it, it, but is getting a job admitting defeat? It feels like yeah. it when you're self-employed. Yeah. Um, it's it's such a hard question to answer, and I think it depends I, so much on on personal circumstances. But I I know many yeah. women who have, you know, put that self-employment on the back burner while they get a permanent job right and then go back to it hopefully mm. when they maybe have less dependence mm. or things are a little bit more secure when things are a bit more secure and you're not, you're not driven yeah. by that fear anymore yes yeah mm. something I feel I'm very guilty of is when my my daughter's 17 my son's 15 careers are discussed you know every so often in our household mm. I'm incredibly guilty of finding myself using expressions like that sounds great you do know that's not paid that well mm. or you know and I and I don't want to dull a dream but I am aware that I want my children to be fairly financially secure and, and I think it's a real seesaw effect you know I don't I don't want to frighten them into feeling they've got to take a job that's financially secure if it's not what they want to do it's really it's that's another difficult question when it comes to to children it's a difficult one do do you think I mean I, I feel like sometimes maybe I'm starting to instill the same kind of fears that my parents instilled in me and I don't want to do that to them it's so easy to do that without meaning to I think um and you? you know it's just our everyday kind of actions and reactions around money like we said that that create those beliefs for kids how could we you said right at the beginning, the top of this conversation, you know, you feel that there should be more education on this in children when they're still at school. What can we do as parents to help our children now? Education around how money works, how to save, um, how much they should be putting away, um, planning for the future, starting yeah. to save towards deposits for houses when they're at a young age. Oh gosh. Yeah. Even more so yeah. now. Yeah. And you know, Definitely. small things like if they want to take a gap year and go traveling, that's going to cost a lot of money. You know, you need to sure. saving for that. Yeah. My, my daughter's yeah. just started yeah, uni and um, it's about 18,000 pound a year that she's in debt for her three wow. years now. Um, but she mm. she's already saved money for travel. She wants to have a gap year. She's got some money for travel. And I've always said to her that not, you know, not to follow the others. And if, if, if everybody goes and they, they, they get flat afterwards and after uni, if she can't afford it just to come home um, and then save her mm. money so that she can then go off and buy herself her first little flat because she's, she's just done me so proud just to be going to uni because I never got that far before. Not that I ever regret re regret it, mm. but I never got that far. And for her to, she's the first, I've got an older child as well. So she's the first child to go off to uni um, and to be living her dreams and doing exactly what it is that she wants. She saved her money for her travel. Um, oh. And I want her to to have, you know, that nice little flat and that bit of security. Um, and I know she'll do well in, in what it is that she wants to do because she's passionate about it. Um so I try not to pass yeah. my my money judgments onto them, but I think I still mm. I still do because I'm telling them not to do what I did. So <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I think you know with two older kids like that, Serena, you'd probably have a better idea of how to kind of guide them in their future. Yeah. 
is there anything people can do now steps they can take could can they come and see somebody like you what happens when somebody wants to have uh, a bespoke financial advisor that service is there isn't it it is yes so I you know there are obviously you know you can find a financial advisor very mm-hmm. easily the difference is I'm a financial coach so I don't yes. advise people on specific products to you to um to take out or to use right okay. I help them understand their money what their current situation is think about their goals that they have for themselves for their future and put into place ways of achieving those goals and look at your money over the next 20, 30 years and see how your um, finances are set to change over that time, whether you're on track for retirement, whether you can afford that big holiday or that home improvement you want, um, and and how to kind of use your money better. I found the time you gave me really insightful, not just for what you were able to um, show me, but that I didn't realise that this this projection, this capacity was there, that, that somebody could go, if you want, watch the kind of life you want and work backwards. And so if you want that, this is what you need to be earning and this is what you need to be saving. You know, I didn't realise that that was all there. For me, the word financial advisor felt like somebody a business owner would would use. Um, you know, I didn't see it as somebody like me. Yeah. But you're saying everybody could benefit from that kind of guidance. Absolutely. So, you know, the, I work with a company called Hatch Financial Planning. And um, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of us coaches. We work all over the UK. And um, that's exactly what we do. And it's an incredibly affordable service. It, it, yeah, really Yeah, is. £249 for an entire year of coaching and Exactly. And, yeah. that and I think the, the first things a lot of people might think is, well, if you know, I can't afford to save or I can't afford this mm-hmm. and the other, how can I afford that? But actually, you very, very quickly help guide them in the way of they can make these very, very small changes in their lives, which have, well, they reap the bigger reward in the end. Absolutely. You know, the amount you can yeah. save, um, learning about um, investing that you know a lot of people don't understand investing therefore don't do it. definitely um yeah planning for your retirement you know how much is that worth making sure that you've got enough to be comfortable and secure in your retirement definitely mm-hmm. yeah I think Serena's right earlier when mm-hmm. she said a lot of people bury their heads in the sand mm-hmm. and they um I mean I've, I'm guilty of having done it many many mm-hmm. times being so afraid of something but I think it's the same scenario you have all over the world all in, in everybody's lives where you're scared of something I'm scared to go to the doctor because I found a lump and I don't know what he'll say well it's probably going to be a damn sight worse if you don't mm-hmm. go do you know what I mean <laughs> or it could be it's that whole idea of it, better the devil you know and now let's take control and do something about absolutely. it absolutely you know you just there's so much stress and anxiety that comes from from burying your head mm. in, in the sand from not knowing what's Definitely. going on oh, yeah, yeah I absolutely i've got you a few gray hairs because of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the interesting thing is it's probably not that bad if you mapped it all out and you, know, you had yes. somebody help you look at it with different eyes it could be you know much better than you'd thought putting some, some yeah. small things into practice that can help change yeah. the outcome. 
you know, just little things like saving on that gym subscription every month, putting that money Definitely. into a pension instead could make a yeah. massive difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I know. And that's the thing. When you make these savings, I think the key is to not go spending it on something frivolous that you don't need, isn't it? The key is to let's make that money work for you. You managed to live without it before because it was going on something else. Let's use it. Let's put it away. Let's aim it towards something. Exactly. That's been amazing. So we'll, I think we'll put your links in, won't we? We'll try and put a link in for you and some of the apps that you've mentioned for people mm-hmm. um, so that people can find these and start to put them into practice themselves. Mm, that sounds great. That's awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for your time, yeah, Storm. lovely talking to you both. Thank you so much. Well, that was brilliant. I love that. She's so empowering so knowledgeable she's got yeah, quiet serene confidence she's about amazing that, and i've already I've, i was taking notes <laughs> um it's almost like at the times you can't make changes even if you can just change that mindset it's really helpful it's worked so well for me well this time round in lockdown as we approached it i i didn't do what i did last time which was quite a lot of crying and panicking frankly this time round i was just like do you know what yeah, somehow. care of itself, somehow it always it does. Yeah, even if it means a loan or, or you're popping something on a card for a little bit, as long as you are in control and you're not frittering things on stuff you don't need, I think yeah, you can genuinely feel a um, lot more competent, can't you? No, not at all. It doesn't, it doesn't have, have to be perfect. perfect. But, um, I think the mindset part will really help to um make changes in the first place because i think that's a that's Mm -hmm. definitely a a big issue um for a lot of people when it comes to how they work their money yeah i agree i think a lot of us now are understanding a lot more about the law of attraction and we're putting it into play in many areas of our lives but we somehow seem to forget the financial side the money side it's true. I've done exactly what you've done. That whole thing of crunching numbers, looking at my bank account, feeling sick, and it doesn't serve me. And the minute I decide to know that the universe has got my back, it will be okay. Exactly. The money comes exactly. from somewhere. Always. So it's time to Always. get that mindset just as we need it so that it's flowing abundantly. Just in time for Christmas. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, on that note, uh, we're wishing you a prosperous week. Um, Bye. Until next time, ladies, <laughs> go and get more money. <laughs> Bye-bye.